You guys, it's stressful trying to buy a house right now. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The housing market is crazy in Colorado. I'm only renting and it took me months to find a place. If you're trying to buy a place, let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. It will alleviate so much stress and worry off of your plate. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with a full financial picture in mind and with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. They have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. If you're still on the fence about the type of people that Mike and Virginia are, they're proud CSU alums, they're DNVR members, they work nights and weekends to make sure their clients are getting the best loan for their current situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com or give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472 or again, visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 191-0631. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I'm Justin Michael, as always. Today, we are going to be playing the interview that I had with Bryce Johnson, CSU's most recent 2022 commit at a Lutheran high school. A really, really well-rounded athlete. I mean, four-sport star, 4.42 GPA, you know, president of the National Honor Society, a guy that just gets it done in and out of the classroom. But it was always his dream to play college football. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. Uh, before I dive into that, just briefly going to talk about the, uh, the Athlon Sports quote that I put on Twitter and lit the world on fire I guess I should have expected that, but I really didn't intend to. <laughs> Anyways, the, the quote, and it was from an unnamed assistant in the Mountain West Conference. This is on CSU football. It's a program that's never been run the right way. They could be Boise with the finances they've got, and it never shows up on the field. Athlon, uh, they have the Rams going 4-8 and eight this year, 3-5 and five against the Mountain West. You know, there, there's a lot of ways to, to think about this quote, obviously, You know, I got some people replying, including, you know, associate head coach Brian White, that it's basically lame of them to say something like this, you know, under anonymity. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister. As an anonymous source, not even going to try and say that one (laughs) again. Sounding like Nemo. (laughs) Anyways, um, and that's fair. You know, if you're on if you're in the CSU locker room and you see something like that, you're probably thinking, well, that's pretty lame. I mean, if you're going to say something like that, if you're going to talk some shit, why don't you put your chest behind it? But we we know how this works. I mean, rivals, these like college football preview magazines, it's just supposed to be a zinger, you know, something that catches your attention. And it, it did exactly that. Um, that said, I think there's a lot of truth to it. You, I mean, obviously never is an exaggeration. What Sonny Lubick did was unprecedented. He's without a doubt, the greatest of all time. I mean, just an incredible, incredible coach that won with integrity. And there just aren't coaches like Sonny anymore, unfortunately. But really, you know, the the truth hurts a little bit sometimes. It's been 19 years since CSU last won the Mountain West Conference. 
I mean, we're, we're, we're closing in on two decades of not a whole lot to flex about. I mean, a, a couple of, a couple of New Mexico bowl wins. That's, that's really what CSU has to show for the last two decades, a shiny new stadium. You know, there've been moments that the 2014 season was a blast, you know, and, even though they didn't win, even though the way it ended with McIlwain dipping, it was a blast, and I'll always appreciate that. And there, there were other, you know, fun seasons. 2013, which obviously ended with a crazy win over Washington State, that was fun in its own right. It started off really frustrating, but then they go down to Tuscaloosa, compete well, and, and the rest of the season was, you know, quite a bit of fun. They, they really came on strong down the stretch, absolutely slaughtered Air Force in the home finale. You know, so I'm not saying it's been all miserable. Obviously, Jim McIlwain had some moments. Steve Fairchild had some moments, but really, you know, other than than Sonny, like one year with Earl Bruce, a couple of, you know, moments in the sun in the 70s, there just hasn't hasn't been much to brag about. You know, CSU's kind of been a, a punching bag and it. it sucks as somebody that follows CSU. I'm the CSU guy. I'm not saying this to talk trash. I'm just saying when you look at it objectively, I mean, you know, the Rams are kind of synonymous with with underperforming and I'm actually going to have Izzy Matthews on the podcast this week because he responded to my tweet talking about, you know, the 2017 season and how close they were. Obviously, you had the historic collapse against Boise State, but I mean, there were so many frustrating moments that year. CU, Wyoming, I mean, they outplayed Wyoming for three and a half quarters and then Josh Allen basically single-handedly beat the Rams by himself in the snow. Even how the season ended with a with a frustrating loss to Marshall, which was a good team, a good program, don't get me wrong, but they didn't have anywhere near the talent that that CSU team had. So I don't know, just a lot to digest. I mean, a, a lot of CSU players have shared the tweet saying that they're using it as motivation. You know, I hope so. Put it up on the bulletin board. That should drive some fire into them. You know, they at least when you look at the perception of CSU football across the country, it's not very high. You know, people aren't putting a lot of stock into the Rams right now. Athlon has... Wyoming and Air Force as two of the most improved teams. Uh, Phil Steele's really high on them as well. So when you look at the schedule CSU has, it's it's kind of deceptively difficult. And I'm going to kind of dive into that more in detail on uh, with a written preview here pretty soon. I'm, I'm doing a lot of background stuff right now, just kind of looking at the numbers and looking at how these teams have fared over the course of multiple seasons, because I don't think you can learn a whole lot just by looking at 2020, because it's just too weird, you know, some teams playing four games, some teams, you know, playing eight. But you have a situation where CSU can, you know, they can come out and they can silence the critics. They can show, I think on paper, they have a tremendous defensive front seven. I think the offensive line is going to be much improved. I like the variety that they have in the backfield, especially now that David Bailey transferred in from Boston College. Obviously, Dante Wright is a superstar. Trey McBride is a superstar. Really, the tight end room as a whole is really good. There's some other receivers I'm excited about. Ty McCulloch, I think, could be in for a big year if they find a way to get him involved. Uh, EJ Scott, if he could just stay healthy. You know, there, there's a lot to like about this CSU team. They're just going to have to go out and prove it, and they're going to have that opportunity because, I, like I said, the schedule is it's deceptively tough. I mean, you play a really good South Dakota State team. You host Vanderbilt, which is a winnable game, but it's an SEC team. Iowa is a top 10 team probably this year. Toledo is going to be near the top of the MAC. Going on the road and playing them is not going to be easy. You got to play San Jose State, who won the Mountain West last year. You got to play Nevada, who I think is the best offense in the league and a, a great sleeper pick to win the conference. Hawaii should be pretty good with Cordero. They're going to sling it a little bit. I mean, 
it's a it's a deceptively tough schedule. Wyoming and Air Force are already are much improved. I already said that. Boise is Boise, so we'll see. We will just have to see. Ultimately, you know, I've heard it a bunch over the years from a lot of different teams that have come through now saying how things are going to be different, but they're going to have to go out and prove it. Maybe, maybe they will. Maybe Steve Adazio is the guy to get it done. It, it's just tough to say at this point. We haven't seen enough of the Steve Adazio era. Last year was just too weird. But anyways, you know, like I said, I'm going to talk about all kinds of stuff with Izzy on the podcast, so make sure you keep up with your feeds. I'm looking forward to that. Hope, hopefully going to get Jacob Bies on pretty soon as well. He also responded to my tweet basically saying, you know, it wasn't just a couple of plays. It wasn't just those games. That CSU team in 2017 had all the talent. Probably could have been better than the team in 2014. They just weren't disciplined enough on or off the field. I'd love to get his per, his perspective on that, you know, in, in more detail. And I'm talking to him right now. He's got kind of a busy slate coming up. So this week it didn't work out. But uh, Jacob's a good guy. I know him pretty well. So I think we'll be able to get him on here pretty soon. Uh, but like I said, Izzy Matthews is going to be on the podcast soon. And um, yeah, so that, that's enough rambling. I'm going to get to the Bryce Johnson interview now. Thank you for bearing with me. Today is all about the future. I, I do need to clarify, and, and you will hear this in the podcast, but in the initial write-up that I had about Bryce Johnson's commitment, I put that he was he's a safety in high school. I put that I don't know whether he's going to play offense or defense because he's a wide receiver and safety. He's actually going to play edge, you know, outside linebacker at Colorado State, and it makes a lot, a lot of sense. It really does. When you watch the way he plays, He's downhill, you know, really physical. He's got good size at 6'2". That frame's going to get even bigger as he, you know, gets in the weight room. So I just think, uh, I think I think it makes a lot of sense, but I just wanted to clarify on that because the headline, a little bit deceptive, and that's, that's my bad on that. I said, you know, Colorado State secures future depth for the secondary. They also got a commitment from Malachi McLean out of Texas. He, I assume, will be a defensive back, but... Just wanted to clarify that Bryce Johnson being recruited to play outside linebacker at CSU and uh, Cooper Walton being recruited to play inside linebacker. So they're getting depth for that front seven, which, as I said, should be pretty good this year, but you can never have enough pieces for the future. And I love that they're able to find some of these guys in state, you know, blue collar type football players, diamonds in the rough, guys that you can bring in that are undervalued and are going to work their tails off. And, you know, with the right coaching, with the right development, with the right strength coaches should be able to do, you know, big things in a couple of years. And, you know, just with, with Bryce Johnson specifically, since he's the interview on the podcast today, I mean, why wouldn't you take a chance on a guy like this? Yeah. He's playing at Lutheran high school. I understand it's three, a football, especially down South, you know, some of these schools up North Fort Morgan, uh, Mead, you know, they're, they're a little bit, at least historically a little bit better, but there are plenty of good, you know, three, a teams, down south in, in Pueblo, in the Springs area, Palmer Ridge. I guess they recently moved up to 4A, but talent can come from anywhere. You know, you don't want to overlook these guys just because of the, the people that they're playing against. That's not in their control, you know? They can't control the fact that they're a 3A school. All you can do is go out there and improve it. But with a guy like Bryce Johnson, I mean, you watch him on the field. It's clear that he's a, he's a really intense, a really physical football player. He's a guy that just loves to be out there. He's so committed. I mean, four sports, 4.42 GPA, president of the National Honor Society. I mean, this is a guy that's not going to have trouble with balancing a busy workload. And it's crazy being a D1 football player between your obligations, you know, in class and in practice and in training sessions and study rooms. It's a lot to balance. But he's a guy who's already been balancing a lot throughout his entire high school career. 
uh, really, really gracious, really, really humble guy. I, I very much enjoyed getting to know him a little bit and uh, looking forward to it. So uh, without you know further ado, let's get to that interview with Bryce Johnson of Lutheran High School, Colorado State 2022 commit, currently plays safety and wide receiver, but committed to play outside linebacker at CSU. All right, joining me on the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage, we've got Bryce Johnson of Lutheran High School, CSU's most recent 2022 commit. Bryce, big week. How you know? How did your family react to the news? Absolutely, uh, I appreciate you having me. Uh, they were they were super excited, thrilled for the opportunity, and uh, they've, they've always been my number one supporters. You know, I'm going to ask you kind of you're a you're an active guy for the listeners that don't know. Bryce plays four sports. He's in the National Honor Society. He's doing all kinds of things off the field. And, you know, you've got some serious interest from, from Yale, it seems like, based on your Twitter posts. You know, you, you post about Colorado School of Mines. I mean, how, I guess, like, what did it mean to you to get interest from universities so prestigious like that? Because not everyone has that opportunity. Uh, it's definitely a great opportunity. It just... It, uh, it really shows the hard work I've been putting in the classroom and extracurriculars. It, it uh, really brings to light the rewards from working hard. You know, you're, you're young, so you have plenty of time to figure this out. So no, no worries <laughs> if you don't know. But do you have a, a desired career path? I mean, it, it seems like you're a guy who's just very driven. Uh, my goal right now is to go into probably sports medicine, study biology and kinesiology in college, and then pursue a career in sports medicine is probably my goal right now. That's really cool. Um, you know, out of the other sports that you play, you know, lacrosse, um, track, wrestling, what do you enjoy the most? Oh, that's difficult. I mean, I, I love to compete. I love to stay active. Uh, I would say, I would say probably wrestling is my next favorite sport. Uh, it's just, it's very different sports. It, it, it teaches you so much. It builds so much character. It's it's an incredible sport. So I'd probably go with that one. What uh, what weight class do you wrestle at? I wrestled 182s last year. I'll probably bump up to 195 this year. Is the uh, is the weight cutting process as hard as it seems? My one of my good friends in high school, you know, he he was a wrestler, and it it always just seemed so intense. Like the couple days leading up to the, the matches. Absolutely. I mean, it, it really depends on how much weight you have to cut, but there's, there's some guys that have to drop 20 pounds and it's, it's the real deal. Would you say wrestling is harder than football, at least from like a mental perspective? I would say mentally wrestling is the toughest sport there is. It, it teaches you so much and it builds, it builds incredible character. How long have you been wrestling for? Uh, I wrestled on and off since probably first grade. Mm, I would say I've Six years of total experience, maybe. Have you played all the sports that you play, like, continuously? I mean, I guess there's not a lot of ton of youth track events, but it just kind of depends. Uh, this was actually my first year picking up track. Um, I just, I wanted to get some off-season work, work on my speed a little bit, and I decided to go work out with the track team, compete in a few meets. Um, and then lacrosse, I've played for three years now. What event did you do in track this year? Uh, I worked out with the sprinters. Okay. Did you enjoy it? It was. Yeah, it was fun. It was good work for sure. You know, I'm, I, I just had some general questions about that, but obviously, you know, I want to talk to you about football. You know, you, you play both sides of the ball. 
safety wide receiver. Do you have a position that you enjoy more? Uh, I enjoy defense more for sure. Um, and then CSU actually recruited me to come play this outside linebacker defensive end hybrid. So I'll okay. be in college. They're really excited for that opportunity. That's interesting. Why, why do you think that is? Like, why, what were they saying to you and, and why do they want you to do that? Uh, they said they love the way I move. They love my size and speed off the ball. And they love my coachability and work it. DraftKings is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook because it's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right, pick any basketball team that's still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, golf, everything. You name it, they have it all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. All you got to do is bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. If they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. Again, that's with the promo code DNVR at sign up for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Wagers paid out in site credits. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out the homies over at Solace Meds. That's right, we've partnered with a premier dispensary for you guys to get some smoking hot deals with. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. Solace has some absolutely banging deals this month. Here's a few to look forward to. 15% off all of Gold Shelf Concentrates, 20% off all of Wana Tinctures and Tarts. They've got 25% off all of Blues Brothers Joint Packs, 20% off all of Keith Cola products, 25% off Dixie products. The deals are endless. They're going to be having some weekly pop-ups, uh, vendor pop-ups in June. Also, if you head into their Wheat Ridge location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code DNVR20. You're also going to get 20% off your entire order. Again, just go to the Wheat Ridge location with DNVR20. Not only are you going to get 20% off your order, but a free Solace Bar or King Cone. You can get all of these amazing deals. Go check everything out on their website, solacemeds.com. It's super convenient. You can order online, pick up at your convenience. Again, use the code DNVR20 at solacemeds.com. You know, do you think perceptions of kind of 3A football make it hard for, you know, people coming out to, to get the attention that they might deserve? I do think 3A football kind of catches a bad rep. Um, it's a lot of, I, and just in my experience with kids I've known through youth football, so many of them have, you know, decided to go to big 5A schools because they don't think they can get the, the um, they don't think they can get the recognition at a 3A program, but it's not true at all. You, if you if you can play ball, you can play ball. I mean, CSU has quite a few guys on the roster that came from three A schools, and Absolutely. I mean, Trey McBride, one of the best players on the roster, came from Fort Morgan. Absolutely. 
this past season was, you know, obviously kind of weird for everybody. Somebody, some teams played in the fall, some teams played in the spring, you know, what kind of stands out the most to you? I mean, I, I guess are you just thankful that you got to play at all? Absolutely. I'm so thankful we got out of season and it just, it, it really uh, created a good brotherhood in the team overcoming obstacles. You, you couldn't control what was going to happen. All you could, all you could control is how you're going to react to your circumstances. And that, that really helped us grow as a family and as a team. Were you guys able to have fans at any point in the season? Uh, we were able to have limited fans. So usually it was about one or two per player. How weird was that? I mean, it's, that's like, it kind of sucks to do, you know, if you have like other family that want to come to the game and you just got to tell them like, I literally can't have you. It was, it was, it was definitely a weird environment to play. And it was a much different experience than we're used to, but I'm, I'm just glad we got to play to be honest. I think that's a, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, it was a weird year for CSU. Obviously they only got to play four games. They had one home game. It was the weirdest season I've ever been around. It was a weird year for sure. You know, what are you going to kind of be working on this year, especially with the position change? Like, is, is that something you can do on your own time? Or are you going to try and do that for your senior season? Or are you just going to kind of see how it goes? Uh, my senior season, I'll, I'll stay at safety. Um, but our defensive line coach at my high school actually played defensive end at CSU. So I'll be working out with him a lot. And I've, I've got a great resource in him so I can start training for that early. Who's your D-line coach? Uh, his name's Coach McDuffie. Okay. Played- and uh, I don't know, maybe I don't even know. That's fair. Yeah. You know, how, how valuable is it to have that type of, you know, mentorship, somebody that's played at the D1 level that, I mean, especially the school that you're going to. It's amazing. It's, it's a huge opportunity. Uh, getting to work with him is going to be incredible. Getting his experience and his knowledge at, at the point I'm at right now, I'll have, a huge toolbox heading into my freshman year at CSU. And what was ultimately, like, what sold you on CSU? It's not necessarily a football program that's had a lot of success over the last half decade. You know, what what made you believe in this program and want to commit your future to it? Uh, there were definitely a few things that really sold me on CSU. Uh, I would say first, just like the location, having, having the opportunity to play football at the highest level an hour and a half away from my home is, is an incredible opportunity. Um, I would say another thing is just the coaches. These these guys come from all over the place and bring so much experience, and they are 100% bought into developing you into the best athlete that you can possibly be. Uh, and then even on top of that, they, um, they're they committed to driving you to be your best in the classroom and as a man. You know, they, they want to develop you as a person as well as a player. Um, and then I would say the final thing that really brought me to CSU is uh, in the little time I've been able to spend there so far, just the culture, it's, it's incredible watching, watching these players interact with each other. They're, they're competing with each other, holding each other accountable and, you know, really working for something bigger than themselves. And it's, it's incredible to see. I think I truly believe we're building something special in up and forth Collins. I can't wait to be a part of it. Kind of off of that, you know, you mentioned the culture and, and what they're building, you know, Steve Dazio, he's a little bit more old school, you know, it's kind of, physicality, ground and pound, you know, control possession, all that. They don't get all that flashy. Um, is that something that you kind of embrace? I mean, it seems like you kind of like the the very, I guess, like meticulous approach that they seem to have. I do. Absolutely. I think working hard, put your head down, keep grinding. It's It'll produce great results. 
how does that compare to the the coaching style do you play for now? Like, do you play for a really hard nosed guy or is it, you know, kind of free and loose, you know, what's the atmosphere like? Uh, our head coach came from Texas. So he's a little more spread offense, swing it around. So it's, it's, a, it's a little bit different than what we have now, but same kind of, same kind of work ethic and mentality that I'm getting from the coaching staff up there. Who are the, you know, who are the main coaches that are, that are recruiting you and what, what were they kind of preaching to you along the way? Uh, Coach Smith with the D-line, he's, he's been my main point of contact. Uh, he's just been telling me we, we love what you've seen or we, we love what we've seen from you. Uh, we think once we get you up here, we can, we can develop you into something incredible at this defensive end position. What's Coach Smith like? Because to be honest, you know, because of COVID and everything, I didn't get to spend any time around him last year. This is, it's kind of weird going into this year. I'm going to be getting to know a lot of these assistant coaches kind of for the first time. But, you know, what was he like? Did he come off really genuine? Is he, you know, a man of many words? Does he only say a little bit? Just what was that whole process like? He is absolutely a very genuine man. He's a straight shooter. He, he doesn't put up with crap. Um, he, uh, he'll give it to you how it is. And he's, he, uh, he'll, 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 he'll hold you accountable all the time. One of the questions I get from fans is, you know, this is kind of an older staff as a whole. They've got some younger guys as well as, as all staffs do. There's going to be, you know, some diversity there, but a lot of the, the leading coaches are a little bit older. You know, fans ask me, are they going to be able to connect well with recruits? Did, is that an issue at all? Did you know, how, how did they connect with you guys? Do they seem to be up with the trends? They absolutely are from my experience there. They bring a ton of they bring a ton of different perspectives to the table, which is something I think is really cool because they've all coached for years and years all over the place. So they bring a ton of different perspectives and different techniques to the table, and I think I think they, that helps them connect with recruits really well. What was your kind of your your first impression of the facilities of campus and all that when you saw it for the first time? The facilities are incredible. Second, it's it's incredible up there. Beautiful campus, just amazing resources. Had you been up there before the new stadium? I had not, no. Was this your first time being on, on the CSU campus? Uh, I've been up there probably twice. Fairly yeah. new, but I've been up there a few times. Did you, uh, you know, you mentioned some of the players and you liked how they interacted with, you know, who are, who are some of the guys that you got to meet? Uh, Trey McBride, tight end. I interacted with him a lot. He's a great guy. Uh, I, met, I met a handful of defensive linemen as well. Uh, we, uh, on my visit last week, we, uh, came in right when they were finished up the workout. So I got to meet a handful of them, talk with them for a little bit. That was a really good experience. Is it encouraging to, to see a guy like Trey McBride, you know, coming from Fort Morgan high school, coming, you know, from a three, a program, basically being, you know, the face of CSU football. Absolutely. It's, it's incredible. It's, you know, so many people say three, a three, a football, small town, you know, you can't. You can't go anywhere with that. And then he's he's an amazing example of proving everybody wrong. You know, it's and also I'm going in there. I'm having connections. We played we've played Fort Morgan many times. You know, we've had we've had some good games with them. It's definitely awesome. I haven't asked you about lacrosse at all. You know, do you think that helps you translate at all in football, just in terms of the movement, the mobility? I mean, especially being like a defensive end hybrid outside linebacker guy, you're going to have to be able to kind of be agile you're gonna to have to be able to move you know does, does that help you translate at all absolutely I think I think playing other sports outside of like in the offseason helps you just as much as lifting and training football 
I think the movements and stuff, movements and stuff like that from lacrosse translates directly to football. It's all footwork, hand-eye coordination, strength, power, because I play defense and lacrosse. So it's all reaction speed and hand-eye coordination with your stick. It's, it definitely translates. You know, I don't, I don't want to take up too much of your time here, but, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the perception of, of 3A football and it being overlooked. Is that something you take personally? Like when you go out to a camp, for instance, or like, are you taking that upon yourself to, I'm going to show out, I want to prove to these, you know, like 5A guys that they're not that good or, you know, I'm just as good as them. Or do you just kind of try and, you know, ignore the outside noise and not let it get to you? I just, I love the game of football. I love to play. That's just an added benefit, you know, making, making a name for 3A um, while doing what I love is just an added benefit. Who's like the biggest rival for, for Lutheran? Uh, I would say our biggest rival was Palmer Ridge High School, uh, but they just made the jump up to 4A. So now, now we've got to kind of establish a new one. A lot of Palmer Ridge guys have gone to CSU through the years. Mm-hmm. They've got some talent there for sure. Awesome. All right, man. Well, thank you for doing this. You know, it means a lot that you took the time and, and congratulations on your commitment. That's obviously really exciting. And I'm looking forward to, you know, covering you when you ultimately get up to campus. Thank you very much. Really appreciate you having me. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.